Oh, we should have. Oh, missed we missed Guy Fox, but you know what? We didn't miss Thanksgiving. Hey, everyone! <laughs> We're just uh, stopping by real quick just to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for all of you out there who have been listening and responding and being so awesome with this yeah. podcast. And you may make it worthwhile just letting us gab on and on and on, listening to us talk about cute boys, tidy whities. <laughs> they put up with a lot. These Stephen people. King, radish, radish, radish. It all goes back to nightmare. Uh, it always does. Always Always does. We love you, Wes. Um, <laughs> so we just wanted to give our thanks to you guys. So thank you so much. And we hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Eat some turkey for us. <laughs> Save us the leftovers too, okay? Thanks. Oh, yeah. It's always good heat- reheated. Yeah. Guys. You- no reheated leftovers for you? No. <laughs> Marion, you don't like leftovers. No. Whoa. Yes. I learned something new right now. Marianne doesn't She's like, like so anti. Really? Like no. Nothing? It's like the same what face like when you see sandwich? gore. Say again? Like what, like what about like a good turkey sandwich? This yeah, is not, we're but I don't, want, I don't right? want a nuclear <laughs> <laughs> This is not in it, Adam. Oh, it's all in it. Okay, that's great. That's perfect. <sighs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, geeking out over all the ghastly minutia, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. Hey, everyone. I'm Julia. I'm Marion. And uh, this week, we are going to be talking about 1982's The Dorm That Dripped Blood. This is episode 73 called, Gosh, That Thing Stinks. The tagline for this film is, A Crash Course in Terror. I mean, that's like so paint by numbers. That's <laughs> I mean, the title's going to bring you in. They don't need to have a this tagline that's as strong. Yes, but perhaps I feel like sort of the, the slogan is also a bit like, th- this movie is obviously from... After Halloween, they were like, let's just make a million of these mm-hmm. and we're going to have like a crazy title. And then we're just going to have a bunch of teenagers or college students in this case getting picked off one by one movie. Uh, this title I enjoy. I do, too. I do, too. I, and really I also creative. like that it's accurate because I feel like some of these like other kind of gimmicky titles, it is nothing to, like sort of Shriek, Last House on the Left. Shriek of the Mutilator. You're just like, fuck off, you know. I mean, also great, but also come on. You yeah. Know? What does that mean? What yeah. does Last House on the Left mean in that movie? Nothing. Right. But there's literally a dorm. And there is blood on the walls. There's yeah. a lot of blood. Um, so accurate. So this film was one of the 72 uh, so-called video nasties oh, that's right. in the UK that were banned that people could not see. I'm confused. Why this one? Why this one? <laughs> yeah. It's really not that bad. Yeah, you'll find out when we give it our gore rating later that you're like, eh? I don't, yeah. Some, I'm like, Cannibal Holocaust, Last Sasa Left, fair enough. 100%. But this one, hmm? Yeah, I don't know. no, I didn't feel like sad for humanity after watching this. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, you know, that's your that's your ratio. Yeah, definitely. Like Do last I house, sad? I was like, mm, I'm sad for humanity. Okay, like, you know, but this movie, I was like, all right, you know, I know that feeling. Sounds uh, not right, humanity. <laughs> I, saw, I saw kids when it came out. It made me feel oh, sad man. for humanity. <laughs> so sad for humanity, you know. But yeah, this one I think just kind of got lumped in because they're like the early '80s, dorm that your blood. It must be the worst thing ever, and it's not really in terms of gore. And I hope you're ready for the most adorable Daphne Zuniga of all time. Yeah, first on-screen performance yep. as Debbie. Um, what I also enjoy about this movie is uh, it takes place on obviously a college campus, um, but that it was filmed um, 
clearly filmed at UCLA like before the Christmas break. So it's a bunch of filmmakers being like, well, this college is going to be shut down for like three weeks. Let's make a movie. And I don't know. It has that feeling about it where uh-huh. they're just like getting away with quickly making a movie with a bunch of college students. Because I think I think Daphne Zanuga was going to UCLA when she made this because this is her film debut. Um, and I, it just feels like that to me. It feels like filmmakers who are just like, oh, we have this. We have this thing for free right now. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Location uh, first. <clears throat> movie around. That. Correct. Yep. Uh, but two for two of these actors, uh, Joanne, who is our lead mm-hmm. and Patty, who is one of our uh, second girls. Uh, this was their only movie they ever made. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very funny. So they must be probably, maybe they went to school there too and they yeah. got roped into it and they were like, eh. Okay, I see what this filmmaking thing <clears> is. Uh, not really my bag. I'm good. Uh, box checked. <laughs> um, so the beginning of this film uh, starts off with, we sort of have this prologue with uh, a guy who's sort of like running away from like an unseen thing, hiding in the bushes from a pursuer, is caught by the pursuer, which we don't see. We get killer cam. We get killer cam. Uh, the guy is strangled and also has a knife thrust into his hand mm-hmm. at the same time, which I was like, okay. We're letting you know it's a horror movie yeah. right off the bat in case <laughs> right you weren't sure by yes. the title. Correct. Um, and, and then we're going to probably flash, ignore that guy. Flash uh, forward. Yes. Um, uh, to Joanne, who is our final girl in this film, and her boyfriend Tim uh, are at a college party talking about moving in together. Poor Tim. Do you do it? Do you not? I don't know how I feel about the whole Joanne, thing. Joanne, you're clearly not that into tim super not into tim she's like uh, i don't think so he's like no no and he's she's like no I don't and know. all of her non like there's a killer dialogue um is all about how not into tim she is yeah. i'm just like i i kind of enjoy that um and so she and her some friends are going to have to board up a dorm um that's going to be renovated so everyone tim's going skiing it's being destroyed though right is it going to be destroyed or are they just was, redoing they were, it? I thought they were selling everything out, out of it. Oh. They were like gutting it. Oh, okay. Because then they're going to tear it down. Oh, I didn't know. The, I didn't get the tearing it down part. I thought they were just like redoing the whole thing. So like everything must go. Um, well, whatever. The point is they're going to be alone. <laughs> the facts of the dorm or what's important. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't um, matter at all. Yeah. So basically it's a perfect situation for them to be totally alone, totally isolated in a dorm by themselves. Um, so we meet Debbie, who is Daphne's Nuka, um, and Brian... Patty and Craig mm-hmm. and those are going to be sort of our quintet of people um, but, who are uh, going to get picked off Debbie cannot stay she was supposed right. to stay for the whole time but instead her parents are kind of pick her up because her grandma's sick right. so she's leaving early so she's only there for a day right but there's so many like Debbie stalking scenes in mm-hmm. this movie like before where we're like yeah yeah movie okay she's going to be the first one picked off we yeah. got it so it's like stalking her uh, in a basement stalking her uh, in a hallway and so she says goodbye to Joanne um, but first, she has to go back down to the basement to get the storage list. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's more Debbie stocking down there. Her parents arrive. Dad decides to go get her. Says, says I'll be right back. I'm like, no, you won't, Dad, ever. Um, and then I also like when the killer is stocking. We see sort of the killer in bits and pieces before. We see his shoes. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, he's wearing chucks? Yeah. Is this our first chuck sporting killer? Yes. <sighs> I, I love it. You, you tell me, Internet, if there's another Chuck Sporting Killer, but like, I was like, what? I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Um, Who is this mysterious converse wearing man? Yeah. With impeccable taste. Because and we, shoes. we already kind of are on his side a little bit now. A little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he baseball bats to death the dad on the stairway. Not only baseball bat, baseball bat with nails in it. Oh, I didn't see the nails. Oh, Were there yeah. nails in it? Oh, mm-hmm. I totally missed that part. I was like, wow. Overkill. Huh. But that kind of seems to be a little bit of this killer's thing because it's like the first weird guy in the bushes. It was like strangle and stab in the hand. And so it's not just like baseball bat, but like with nails in it. It's too far. It's a bit much. Um, (laughs) So yeah, and then he creeps into the back seat where the mom is waiting in the car and like garrots her, um, which also seems a bit much. So Debbie finds her dad on the stairs, then sees the mom, then faints. 
Um, and then the killer, as I feel like happens a few times in these movies in kind of the 80s, uh, just runs her over yeah. back and forth while she's unconscious. Well, um, which isn't really sporting, but you know. It isn't. No. <laughs> like, but, it, uh, but you, you know, know, you're saving some men. Neither's garroting someone. Like, no, no. You just come out from behind them. That's not really giving it's, them it's any a sort move. of chance. Yeah. <laughs> a weasel it's move. It's a weasel move. Um, <laughs> but then I like that he puts everyone in the body, in the, in the car, all the bodies in the car, and then just drives off. Yep. And then it's like, cut back to like breakfast the next morning. And everyone's like, well, I'm glad Debbie got away. All right. <laughs> um, nobody knows anything is wrong. Um, but we meet our the first of, I think, several. I think this film does what some of these other films do, where they set up a lot of red herrings. But like some of them are so obviously not the killer that it's like a bit silly. But this is the first one where um, Patty goes to dump something off in the dumpster. And she sees this crazy looking guy. And he's like this white guy with like frizzy kind of 70s afro white man afro it's like hair. if you have like a, a fryer tuck hair kind of haircut and you just let it go let it go into an afro yes yeah so it's um, kind of oblong yeah <laughs> it's kind of oblong <laughs> oblong haircut could be the killer Who that's knows? a good name for a band oblong haircut. oblong haircut <laughs> trademark um and so he sees she sees this guy with a dumpster and his name is john hemmett and he's basically kind of the local weirdo weirdo yeah they they allude he's to like him laszlo in real genius who like lives in the closet right exactly um but they kind of allude to like oh he's been told he can't hang around here anymore and he's like older than them yeah. so he's not a college like student. laszlo right <laughs> yeah just so like, like what he graduated is this guy's but he never left yeah but he's just still hanging out picking stuff out of the dumpster um so they see him um and then the caretaker uh, says that his drill has been taken um, and they're like, oh, I bet he's probably the one who's done it. Um, and and then also uh, Bobby Lee Tremble. Let's yes, talk about him. Another red herring. So then this other dude Who shows is up. he though? I, do. I really like him. I do too, but I think he's meant to be a red herring. Okay. I do. I think it's he's meant to be like two dude, red though. herrings in two minutes. You he know? has nothing to do with the plot. He's just kind of a random like townie, right? Yes, but yeah, he's totally the random townie because he's going to buy, um, Joanne has to, not only do they have to like kind of board everything up, but they have to sell everything. So she's selling all these tables <laughs> pre-Craigslist style. Um, so she's selling them to this guy Bobby Lee who shows up and he's like all sort of like swagger and thinks he's like the cool like he's like kind of that guy reminds me of um, Matthew McConaughey's character in Days and Confused you know what I mean where he still thinks he was like he was the coolest guy in high school and like high school just never ended for that guy Mm -hmm. Um, but he is a personal bubble invader and so I think that's why he's like really close to Joanne and is like leaning over her and is just like kind of the like how you doing kind of thing and she's like I'm just I'm just trying to sell some tables. Like that's that's all I'm trying hey, to do. He's gonna he's he's like Damone. He's gonna like put out the signal to every right. girl he meets. Totally, and but he's not 17. Yes. I know. That's the thing. It's like he's like 30, and he's like, "How you doing?" You're like, "No." Um, but I think the point of him is that he's meant to be because then he kind of disappears for a while, and we do see him later. But I think it's meant to be like, "Oh, maybe they're the killer because John is a Bobby Lee." Right. I don't know. I don't know if that quite works in this movie, but I think that's the that's the point of them. I love that you see. We have the scene of him at a girl's house yeah. and then he sneaks up in the middle of the night to call another girl right. from that girl's house yeah. and then the other girl's like what's going on yeah. hey here are my boobs why don't you stay and he's mm-hmm. like now nah, i'm going for a drive <laughs> i'll charm i'll charm that one <laughs> thanks Bobby. they had to get your boobs in somewhere though they totally, all of these girls are I know. like i'm not doing it i'm so. not doing it yeah i feel like they wrote that scene specifically because the girls they cast in the movie were like no <laughs> like i'm not i'm in college like i'm not doing this for you um so we have like some, you know, killer cam on the roof scene. Um, and the um, there's a lot of when they, they do the killer cam, the score of this movie, I feel is like kind of a psycho ripoff a little bit. Kind of. Yeah. Um, there's <laughs> like a lot of strings, a lot of like high pitched, low pitch, you know, where they're like, they're, they're trying to do that kind of thing. Um, but basically, yeah, for a while, it's just like the kids have no idea that there even is a killer. So it's like killer cam. Kids are like playing pool um, and talking about their relationships. And it's clear that 
Brian and Patty seem to kind of be wanting to be a thing. And like Craig's kind of like the nice guy. But he keeps inviting Joanne back to his room and is like, hey, come stay in my room. But not like Bobby Lee style. No, not like Bobby Lee, but like not kidding. Yeah. He's like, hey, you can come stay in my room. And she's right. like, no thanks. Yeah. No thanks. So I'm like, is he also meant to be kind of the red? I don't know. It's 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 kind of confusing. He's just supposed to be like the kind of 80s preppy yeah. pop collar asshole boy. I'm into you if you're into it. Right. Um, yeah. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what's his name? Peter Barton in Hell Night. Where it's <laughs> yeah. just like, hey, you want to? But like, no. All right. It's cool. Okay. You know? Yeah. Maybe I think he's meant to be more of like the good guy. Yes. Like we're not necessarily meant to think that he uh, is. He's kind of a dick. They, Craig is? Yeah. I How feel come? like I he feel like he's like the kind of that eighties like asshole, like almost like Johnny from Karate Kid, like mm. just because like when he's when they're playing pool and Patty misses the shot and he's like, Patty, a monkey could have made that shot. Yeah, that's you're true. like, Yeah, it's unnecessary. I suppose so, yeah. I guess he's you're always right. like trying to push Patty's buttons. Yeah. And she's very whiny. That's true. Yeah. Um But the janitor, who seemingly has done no harm to anybody, you're right. just gets uh, drilled. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that thing you were missing used to kill you. Yeah, killed you and <laughs> smashes your radio while he's at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a lot vengeance. of extras. Um, and then the, they see John creeping at the window. And so they, what I enjoy about this movie is they, you know, they do a lot of the the tropes that kind of people, when people think of horror movies, they think of the dorm that drip blood and it includes the splitting up but i like because there's there's four of them there's like the splitting up and then the further splitting up or like they split up in pairs and then the pairs split up to go look for more stuff and i'm like you guys so much it's like as much splitting up as humanly possible um and brian goes to like brian goes up to the roof joanne goes into the elevator um and then we have sort of a fake scare where like she hears a noise in the elevator roof but it turns out to be the caretaker um and uh, and yeah, and then after I feel like the caretaker gets it again, like n- the kids don't seem to really know what's up because like somebody else who has been killed separately from them the next morning, like they go to get the mail, they get a postcard. And this is when I thought like they have this sort of strange scene where Patty talks about getting um, she gets a postcard from her parents who are right. um, on vacation and she talks about an old boyfriend of hers and she doesn't want Craig to know about like, don't tell Craig about my old this old boyfriend. So that, are like, Patty and Craig were supposed to be like exes? No, but I think she knows that he's interested. But there's also something in her that's like, he won't like this. Like she's got her eye on somebody else, but mm-hmm. it's not him. And so she makes Joanne promise not to tell him. So is that supposed to be like, maybe it's Craig? There's something wrong with Craig? I don't know. I, uh, it was like know. a weird superflu- superfluous conversation. And I was like, is this supposed to be the part? The part? Um, but I also like that they when uh they go back and they're prepping dinner before the kill and was more you know stalking the dinner or whatever that the killer just starts stealing things like steals the bread yeah. and then it's like i'm gonna trash your dinner when everyone's not here so there's a lot of like it's not just like oh i'm gonna show up and kill everyone it's like mischief yeah mayhem yeah little extra like he's having some fun or she uh is having some fun with this before some big converse (laughs) that's exactly totally a dude you never know i had this roommate who was like really small and she had like crazy hobbit feet she was like five foot three Uh and she wore like a ten and a half it was great and you like looking at her feet you didn't think that but i would see her shoes like lined up next to my (laughs) shoes by the door and i'm like jesus like Like, guys they are guys shoes i'm like you're such a small lady this is so weird uh so they come down to their smash dinner which is very sad the power goes out Mm -hmm. the phones go out so now they know something's up yeah and they decide to call the cops which is a good move um and the cops come and they're like um i think it's john like i think it's this crazy john hemmick guy and he's like oh all right well uh, i'll keep a look at it for him i like that cop yeah level-headed just doing his job yeah he's like call me if anything's up and they're like yeah we think we captured a guy who may fit his description down the road and joanne asks that if they can call in order to like confirm with them that if it's definitely john and so they'll feel safe um i also enjoyed joanne as like a final girl 
is like probably the most like kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. final girl. Like she's just super reasonable and her voice is very calm and she's just kind of goes from like, you know, A to C on the calm spectrum until the end of this film. But she's just like hyper reasonable throughout. Um, and I kind of, I, I feel like some of them, some of these other sort of final girls around Halloween time, they would have kind of this like haunted quality mm-hmm. or awkward quality. Call- quality like Courtney from Final Exam or obviously Lori from the original Halloween and Joanne isn't like that at all like she's just like really really normal yeah and well really she's the one who's and in charge of putting yeah. everything together to do this so she's like head nerd yeah and so she it's good because she's yeah. not gonna freak out and from anything she's right. gonna be like okay what is that let's go find out let's split up I'll stay here by myself it's yeah fine. but I feel like there's always an element with these women where they're sort of like there's something about them that's a little bit ostracized when this film starts either they're like they're kind of like the the calm nice one <clears throat> in a group of like unlikely friends or like their Lori where you could tell like they were kind of picked on a little bit yeah. you know and they end up being the situation there's nothing like that about Joanne she's just like very reasonable responsible college student and and now she finds herself in the middle of this thing and I think that's interesting. So uh, the power and the phones go out and mm-hmm. everybody decides to split up to go find out what's happening because Joanne thought she heard some noises on the roof. So mm-hmm. Brian goes up to check it out, mm-hmm. uh, gets a flashlight in the face and is like, hey man, what's going on? And gets macheted to the arm. Gets macheted in the arm. I'm like, okay, let's go. Ow. I would um, not feel good. We're doing this thing. Um, and then I also like too that um, when they decide to split up later because uh, Craig and Patty decide that they're going to go downstairs to see if they can flip the breakers back on, Joanne's like, oh, I'll stay here in case Brian comes back. And I like that in horror movies, no one's like, leave a note. Yeah. Just leave a note. That's like, we're all in the kitchen working on the breakers. Come down to the kitchen. But she's like, no, no I must be here to personally tell him. Mm-hmm. Relay that information. We're splitting up purposes. Yeah. I feel like that's like, when we write the book, I'm going to be like, horror movie survival guide, tip number 543. Leave a note. Just leave uh-huh. a note. Leave more notes. If more Went notes were police, left. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hope it all works out for you. <laughs> Um, uh, Pat, and then we, uh, Patty gets a very, uh, a very Suspiria like death. Totally. Very red very and weird. Blue, mm-hmm. Kind of, it gets very, it gets the most like unusual portion of this film. Yes. It's not very long, but you're like, oh, this kind of feels like a giallo thing that's not yeah. the like rest they, of this film, really. Yeah. Like they decided that night it. to go all moody that night. Um, yeah, because she sort of, she and Craig kind of get separated while they're down there turning on the breakers. And when he's flipping on the breakers, like everything in the, kitchen goes on like all the equipment goes on and um, like the meat slicer went on and I was like <laughs> no um, but also the industrial pressure cooker yeah. goes on um, and so she gets attacked by an unseen uh, thing and gets shoved into the pressure cooker mm-hmm. and lid shut yeah it's and enormous was, you could fit a person in there yeah and I was like first industrial pressure cooker death yeah. I feel like I've seen I was like that's a new one in the uh, kitchen you gotta give them points for creativity yeah They're not just like all machetes to the arm we're gonna do some other stuff too but again i enjoy like the idea of like a bunch of filmmakers going down to the kitchen and be like all right well patty has to die down here where where can what we, do we got here ah, can a girl fit in that i think a girl can fit in that <laughs> check we're doing it um so craig returns to joanne saying that like hemet had hit him from behind and knocked him out um and so you know they go downstairs um and she sees Hemet in the hallway for the first time sort of lumbering towards her and with a crazy look on his face he does look a bit crazy um, and so she hits him in the shoulder with the machete yeah. um, and uh, and then they and they all kind of run and she finds Brian's body all chopped up in the hallway and is obviously really upset about that and that's where I feel like this actress makes this shift which she does sort of for the last 15 minutes of the movie where she goes from hyper reasonable to just full twang mm-hmm. and just full like hysteria crying just you know 
but, at a 12 the whole time. But John Hammett does try to appeal to her through the door and telling her, like, I'm not here to hurt you. Yeah. I'm here to help you. Come Shut with, up, you're insane. Don't touch me. <laughs> come with me. Uh-huh. And, you know, and but I mean, of he's going to get you out of here. Right. Um, and she fire extinguishes him in the face. Yes. Um, and then she and Craig decide that they're going to uh, plot a trap for Hammett. Um, and they're going to use Joanna sort of bait. Um, and I, he also does the asshole boyfriend grab to her yes. when they're like getting ready for this. Um, and uh, and then he tackles Hemet and Joanne hits him. And then they, Craig turns. I um, was like, hey, it's been me the whole time. Look, at, look what we did. We did it together. Correct. Which about 10 minutes ago, everyone in the movie theater figured this out. Um, but that's fine. Um, but basically, yes, like Craig's the killer and he's the one. He's been trying to pin it on this weirdo John Hemet. Correct. Who was just really stubborn and trying to save Joanne. I was like, you got a machete to the arm, man. And yeah. you're still trying to save her. He's like, a noble character. Wow. Sorry, that did not work out for you. Um, but it was so, a good try. So here's a question I have. Um, uh-huh. Craig's plan up to now has gone flawlessly yes right so just don't say anything joanne like Mm -hmm. you've got Hemet out of the way right just be like oh it was him he was totally crazy and we went through this together and then you get to have like thing where you're like you've went through this together Mm -hmm. thing and Mm -hmm. then she would totally trust you so why bother telling her like you had it in the bag Um, you had mm -hmm. it all sewn up right like you're the hero you saved her life well could it be part of that thing that I feel like bad guys always do which is you know when they sort of always monologue at the end it's because they want to be recognized for like what they've done and how amazing it is and maybe because he's seen because Joanne really kills Hemet maybe when he sees her kill somebody he's like oh you're like me like to get you and Mm -hmm. I kid together Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm reaching for it I mean otherwise like you know where's the movie gonna go but like but yeah I think you're right I think if if he was but also I think part of it too is that Craig is meant to be insane like clearly insane and he does a good insane it's a good flip yeah it's a good I mean again I feel like you see it coming you know 10 minutes before the reveal happens but you know yeah but it's and it's definitely kind of one of those things where it's like it's all for you like I did it all for you like I love you and you're the best and I feel like you know the actress who's playing Joanne it's not bad is this like eyes like you have to be kidding me man <laughs> like you know how could you ever feel like i would fall for this also what's your last name i feel like we barely know each other don't say you just killed a bunch of people for me um and uh and they have this interesting escape where i thought it was um clever where she escapes from him and goes down this tunnel that's there's this funny sign where it's like what does it say it's Ex- like exit to street beware of rats beware of rats yeah i thought that was very funny um but there's no rats no there are no rats but I, i'm like was that sign there at the college or and did they, they make like, the sign it. they're like this is, this is too good um but she climbs over that sign and it's one of the small tunnels where you have to crouch to walk through and there's sort of a light bulb every 10 feet and so when you get pretty far down if you were to just unscrew the light bulb which she does your section is dark and from the the uh a lit section where he's in, he can't see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she does that and kind of just unscrews it and waits. And then he kind of gets to the point where he can't tell if she's there or not. So he goes back to get his flashlight. And so she has some time, which I thought was a pretty good final yeah. girl move. That's not bad. Um, I would like a little more tenac- tenacity in a killer to just be like, I'm just going to blunder into the dark. Yeah. Like, it's just you. That's all there is. Uh-huh. And, like, have like a tunnel battle. Yeah, I guess so. And I, but I think also at that time, he's like a little undecided whether or not it's like, I'm going to I'm going to kill you or not. Right. Like you've run from me, but I think there's a little bit like... Or maybe we live happily ever after yeah. one or the other. It must be tough when you're 50. You're like, do I kill you or do we happily ever after? Mm. Kill you, happily ever after. It's just some tough choices for these men. But when she talks to him in a normal like, hey, let's talk it out voice yeah like it makes him break yeah like his brain is just like wait what like you can't compute that Uh she would be kind to him yeah after all this i'm like no you have to make me like yeah you and me okay 
what? Yeah. Like, he's just huh? like, huh? But then um, Bobby Lee comes to the rescue. Bobby Lee Tremble. <laughs> Shows back up. I totally forgot about that guy. Um, but we have some more Craig monologuing. Um, and then the cops return. Bobby Lee and Craig have this big fight. And then you have this moment that I enjoy. We talked about during um, the live episode on in Scream where the cops are there and they each accuse each other of being the killer because Bobby yeah. Lee no, looks more like who no, the killer would be. Exactly. And Craig's the college student. So he's like, it's him. No, it's him. I swear to God. I always enjoy that beat because I always feel like from the killer's point of view, it's such a good move. You yeah, know, because they really can't tell. And you both look bloody and screwed up. And also there's a bunch of dead people around. So like, yeah, probably. And this guy's not even supposed to be on campus. Right. So it's a good move. But you I know? always feel bad for the Bobby Lee trembles of the world. I know. You come I know. blundering and trying to be You're a like, hero. No, no, and no, like no. 15 seconds later, you're just dead on the floor. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yeah, because Bobby Lee goes for Craig and the cops totally shoot him. Yeah. Um, and then the cops leave Craig alone because they're like, we're going to go investigate this other part. You good? Everything good with you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. Um, and uh, Joanne's been knocked unconscious during this time. And he's and like hidden her under some rubbish. Correct. And now he digs her out. Yep. Just carries her on over to that incinerator. And I was like... No, no, because I felt like the movie he was like slowly carrying her over, and I was like, okay. But then you realize you run out of heroes because like the cops have run away. So you're like, what, m- what? And so the top, the sort of the chimney part of the incinerator is by where the police officers' cars are, and they're sort of on the CB, kind of doing cop things. And then one cop comes to the other one, and they kind of like Craig and Joanne kind of disappear out of frame. And then all of a sudden he like smells. And like, oh, gosh, that thing stinks movie and so and so then i was like did they did he just put her in the incinerator or did he like put both of them in the incinerator did he like walk in i feel like he 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 put her in there and then is like great now i'm now i'm scot free oh okay i thought he he might have incinerated himself as well no i thought he just like got away with it and now everybody who could tell otherwise is dead so he's the only person who has any sort of story about it and his story is that he was you know right it was that crazy john hammett guy it was that crazy bobby lee guy who's he gonna pin it on who knows yeah nope doesn't doesn't matter but basically yeah like uh, that's our uh a rare example of our final girl not surviving yeah fully got incinerated also off-camera death which is unusual yeah well Um, fitting her in that incinerator door is gonna take a lot of time it's probably yeah i feel like they just like ran out of time um (laughs) they're like we don't have time for this cut away we'll just have this gosh this stinks uh um but then also who the fuck was the guy in the beginning of the movie in the prologue that guy that's like that rando that got stabbed like who is that guy because mm. usually at some point later in the film they're like hey did you hear that the caretaker son disappeared or you know what i mean like there's some sort of allusion to like an early murder. like nope nothing it was just to have like an early days murder and then cut to our kids and like that's it like it has nothing to do with anything well this movie gets extra points for me from the bleak ending of like yeah, everyone's dead and the killer wins and he's going to go on living like a happy life. Totally. I totally, I wrote my notes. No way. <laughs> and I was like, huh, yeah, it's the kind of ending Julia. Likes. I know. And it was, it was surprising. Um, uh, so, um, gore factor one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup Two, a puddle of blood, three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer Four, bathtub of blood and five is run for the barf bag. And you and I gave this three enough blood to gross out the average viewer. There's a lot of macheting. Yeah, if that's a that's a verb. Um, yeah, there's some there's some blood, but not like a stupid amount. No, it's just like enough. You're just like ooh, the average good. viewer. Yeah. Uh, movie ratings are zero to five chainsaws. One if you're desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby, and five fantastical. I gave the dorm the drip blood a three. Seen worse, seen better. That was a good choice. Marion <laughs> gave it a four. In a moment of sheer insanity, not too um, shabby. What can you what what you you clearly like this film more than I did. Yeah. 
I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I would definitely now be more in the three variety. Um, it might have been the shocking ending. Um, it also might be that it was. It's just. It's. It's just checks all the boxes. Like everything that Randy monologues about in Scream, this film does. Like mm-hmm. all the way down the line, except the girl does not get away. You know, like she doesn't, and she does kind of. I think come to the like. I have to do it on my own. She has a really good talk the killer down kind of bit. Um, it all should have worked out for Joanne, um, and yet it didn't. Mm-hmm. And also, yet no sequels or anything, right? Because this mm-hmm. is it. Okay, yeah. The door so in the drip two. Blo- door in the drip blood two. <laughs> the door in the Back drip. From break. More blood. <laughs> Spring break. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's the, the choices are, are endless. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think so. I, this is a very you know for these sort of like the run of post Halloween you know, kind of paint by numbers slasher films. This one's it's it's checking all the boxes. And, and every yeah. single one. And but it does have something for the surprise ending mm-hmm. where I feel like this film could have easily gone the like final exam ending route. Um and it did not. And it opted for the like uh, the killer wins and it gets away with everything. Credits. Yeah. Well you don't see it very much in horror no, movies. You so don't. you know it sticks out when it happens. Yeah. And you don't expect it from such a like a low budget like clearly just doing it as fast as they can kind yeah. of movie, but it does. So uh next week we are going to talk about um nineteen seventy nine's The Amityville Horror. It's a big one. It is a big I've one. I've actually read this book. And like yeah. how often can I say that in the podcast or I've read the book <laughs> the horror film is based on. It's a good book. It was a good book. Scared it's, the bejesus out of yeah, me. Yeah, scared it scary, scary stuff. It was no good. So we'll see you next week for some um, scary houses. Yes, and also, um, oh, I want to take a quick second to thank you guys so much for um, sticking with us for the all of our Halloween insanity. We yeah. had a great time doing the live episode as well as the... Um, like riff track commentary our episode, new nightmare our new nightmare episode and um the west crave going through all the west craven films um your guys's feedback has been amazing and we yeah. really enjoyed kind of mixing it up a little bit we hope you guys did too so thanks for everyone who tuned in for all that yeah we had so much fun doing a little bit of extra stuff and we yeah. were you know a little nervous about doing some new stuff but everybody yeah. really liked good work supported yeah. and showed up and it was really <laughs> awesome yeah it was awesome so thanks so much guys for that um and yes you can find us on all of our social media things we the letter are into survival we love hearing from you guys talking with you guys about these films um and so yeah we keep doing that and we will see you next week for the amityville horror yeah